Welcome to another episode of 7 Minutes in Heaven, where we talk about one topic for 7 minutes. Marianne, what are we talking about today? Well, um, earlier in the week, we talked a lot about Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, you and I had talked about some different, some other, of course, we're probably going to be talking about this for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and I'm dropping him. And um, so, so I suppose I'm going to share a a few more specific stories of um, some of the bodies that were on Everest. And now I'm going to preface this by saying we have the utmost respect for these people who've done this. This information is not being shared with any intent to like upset anyone. Um, Yeah. 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 So, One of the bodies that has been on Everest and has become a marker that some of the summit uh, people use to gauge the distance to the summit has been referred to as green boots. This person resides on the North Coal Route to Everest Summit. Uh, So a lot of people end up passing this person The identity has been debated. A lot of people believe that this is Sewong Palor. I apologize for the name. Incorrect. Uh, Palor was part of a high-class Indian expedition uh, to Everest, and only one person survived that. Um, After reaching the summit, the team encountered a really bad blizzard in 1996 um, on the trek back down. So they had about zero visibility. Mm. And Palor and his two uh, other uh, mountaineers were lost. And Now, 1996 was a very bad year. Um, There were a lot of people lost that year. Mm. So for the past uh, 20 years or so, climbers have been using that to to estimate how far they have left to go. Um, in 2014, this body was dropped to a lower location over the side of the mountain where he joined the remains of other fallen climbers who have been cleared off that route. So, oh, they, they, they pushed them off the side. Yes, yes. Oh, boy. Okay. That is something that seems to be the only way sometimes yeah because as we spoke about in our previous episode if you haven't heard it um go check that out from earlier this week um the oxygen is very low up there so to get one body down now you also have to remember they're frozen yeah so it's heavy it's like a rock uh it takes more people to move uh the weight of a body sure and it's you know how many people can are willing to, you know, there's a, there's a combination of, of things stacked against you. It's um, just morbid to think about. <laughs> just. Opposite. Yeah. Uh, another story of a climber was this person was nicknamed sleeping beauty. Uh, her name was Francis Arsentief and her husband, Sergei, uh, were together hiking Everest in 1998 
she her goal was to become the first American woman to summit Everest without the use of supplemental oxygen. Oh boy! Uh, now I believe Sergey had brought some. She did make it. The couple eventually became separated on May twenty third, and Uzbekistan team found her half alive, but she couldn't move. And they carried her down as far as they could until their own oxygen ran out. And they had to um, leave her behind. Sergei, who had also reached the top, I guess they lost sight of each other. And he was never seen alive again. Um, The day after that Uzbekistan team had seen her, uh, they returned to her. And she was severely oxygen deprived and frostbitten. Mm. She was still attached to her climbing line. Uh, she did speak a little bit to them. She um, was still alive the next day? Yes. Dang. So that team abandoned their attempt to summit and spent over an hour trying to save her. Uh, but the location, I guess because of the location, it was difficult to bring her with them. Yeah. And she was she was slipping while they were there. And throughout their effort, their own oxygen was beginning to run out. So they once again had to head back to camp. Wow. So she passed away um, in 1998 on the side and, of the mountain. And I and, presume that she is like it, like she looks like she's sleeping. Is that why they call her Sleeping Beauty? Yes. Yes. Um in 2007, there was a man who actually recorded his attempt to go back to her. And I, I don't think he recorded everything, but but he had returned to try to save her. And him and his wife had known her, I guess, in the camp, from what mm-hmm. I read. Um, so he took up a message in 2007. He brought He covered her with an American flag put a teddy bear under her arm. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently he whispered a message from her son to her. And then he slid her over the side so she could be with where they believed Sergei, her husband was Mm. who had, they assumed he'd fallen. Yeah. So thank you for listening to death is everything. Please, if you like us, rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on a few different social media sites. You can find us on Instagram at D period, I period, E period, underscore cast. And on Twitter at Death Every Cast. If you're interested in interviewing or being a guest, go ahead and send an email to hello at deathiseverything.com. And check out our website, deathiseverything.com. We have merchandise. We have all the episodes from this podcast and episodes I have been a guest on other podcasts as well. See you later, Land of the Living.